Welcome to Inside the Raven's Eye. I'm your host, Alan Mitchell. My medicine name is Raven's Spirit. This podcast is partnered with Earth and Spirit Medicine, owned and operated by Winfield Ivers. His medicine name is Coyote Thunderhawk. He is a shaman here in the state of Utah. So make sure to visit earthandspiritmedicine.com and check out the services they provide. In this episode of Conversations with a Shaman, I asked Coyote Thunderhawk about truth. I mentioned in my life, especially when I was younger, I was very scared to speak the truth. I was very quiet, and I rarely spoke, and I was constantly filled with fear. I was so good at hiding the truth that I hid it from myself for a majority of my life. I asked Coyote Thunderhawk if he believes that speaking truth is a quick and effective way to healing. Enjoy. So I want to clarify, first of all, in regards to speaking the truth. So, Alan, did you eat that last cookie? Yes or no? Tell me the truth. This isn't what you're talking about, is it? Okay. What you're talking about is people being able to feel safe enough to express the realness, the truthfulness, the authenticness, the genuineness of what's really going on inside of them to others around them in order that they may not decay and maybe pull the trigger, for example. Like that? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Just wanted to clarify that, uh, especially because speaking our feeling okay to, to, to let people know how we feel. In a, in a world that kind of shuts that down and then comes around the corner and says, call 1-800-don't-kill-yourself. And, you know, I don't know, maybe a lot of people call those numbers. I don't know. But, huh. Do So it's kind of like this. Would you still... Love me if you knew this about me. Would you still understand me? Would you still like me? Could I can I can I share this with you without being judged, criticized, put aside? Okay. Can I so this is where it's at because when we open up, when we become vulnerable, when we're willing to expose, and, and a lot of times we're not even thinking about our willingness to expose our stuff. Oftentimes in this idea of what we call drama, you know, blah, 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 blah. And it's caught up in this energy field of confusion and chaos. So nobody's really healing. Nobody's really getting anything about authenticity out there in that way that says who they really are because they're expressing it in a format that doesn't seem to resonate with truth. So, you know, it's weird. I hope that made sense. That was kind of interesting how that illustration came out right there but i think it's the best way to say let's just right now everybody we're right where we are on this planet everywhere there's a human being somewhere everywhere whatever i don't know eight billion plus and right now every one of them is engaged somewhere in some sort of activity within this this cellular activity of self and and in that physical mental emotional spiritual place 
It's amazing because whether we're asleep right now or whether we're awake right now, whether we're doing a podcast right now, whether we're working out right now, whether we got the gun to the head right now, okay, we're all actively engaged in something. But that active engagement is not eternal. It's not an activated engagement. It's a response to external stimulus that is not allowing us to climb up a ladder, you know, like pulling our head out of ourselves and getting a view that is true to the reality of life. And if we can open up and express in this vulnerable self and say, okay, so I'm standing up right now. This is intense. This is important, okay? There's a lot of BS on this planet. And I'm real thankful for this question right now. And I'm real thankful for me being kind of reborn today into this identity of what is going to happen from here on out. And the idea of how I express the way in which is a, a, a lifestyle to perpetuate good wellness within an individual to give them hope and focus towards future living presently with the golden nuggets of the past in a way that lends forward not just seven generations, but a long time. So I stand up. I open my arms. If you've watched my old videos, I call this the position in which you could kick the crap out of me, okay? So I'm standing here. I'm looking up at the sky. My arms are wide open. My legs are a little bit spread open, okay? If somebody wanted to wash out me right now, they could, if you get what that means, okay? So I'm standing here vulnerable, okay? And then what, okay? So I'm vulnerable in that way. I'm exposed. But what's even greater to expose, okay? Guess what? I blah, 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 okay? You've heard me open up about so many features of my life, and it's not like these are things that I want to boast about. These are experiences in my life that have lent me the ability right now to explain to you so that through the voice of experience or experience itself, whichever you choose, that you come to the understanding that you're living the very result of your thoughts, words, feelings, and actions. So I want to help you understand how you gauge every second of your life in a way from an internal stimulus rather than an external stimulus so that rather than the arrows of life shooting at you and you're like, oh, I'm all getting so many arrows. I'm a victim. I'm a victim. You make me so mad. Life is so hard. Whatever all that is, you need to stop that nonsense. You just need to stop it. It does not serve you one bit of good. You think about it right now. If any of that behavior has ever served you one bit of good, uh, then you better comment how it did, because I'd like to know. So, sitting back down here. Is life worth living? Well, for me it is. It's beautiful. Right now, in my life, at this young, fruitful age of 59, I have a wonderful herbal garden outside with other flowers. It's just so beautiful to me. It, it, it really excites me. It, it allows me to have such a gratitude. And everything is growing at such a, a tremendous rate. And, and not just a rate, but they're, they're bigger. My plants are bigger. They're, they're, something is wonderful about this energy. And I have my, my foods growing in the back like that. And, and so I get to experience because I create and so what is it that I'm creating and, and how is that creating of whatever that is 
coming out in the real experience of my life. So you've got to think, okay. So like I said, everybody right now, they're doing something. So right now, right now, you've just got to be able to just say, okay. Because there's really no right or wrong to this. But to be able to say, hey, look, uh, okay, here's a, here's a strange example. So when I was a teenager, I, I stole a, a, a nice battery charger from, from my grandfather. And then I, I uh, sold it for some money so I could buy some drugs. And then later on, you know, I heard my, my grandfather talking about how he thought that somebody else might have taken that battery charger. And I felt bad that he might be thinking that so-and-so did that because I know who really did. And it was a process of about six years span before I went to my grandfather and I said, hey, I'm the one that stole that battery charger, grandfather. And I want to pay you back. I, you know, I'm so sorry. You know, when I when I thought that heard that you thought maybe so and so did that, and you know, he said, "Well, I think you've paid long enough." So right now, wherever you are, I think you paid long enough. Some people are in a very wonderful position right now, wherever they are, and they're thinking, "Well, God, I'm sitting here by the pool." My life is good. Well, let's just say that some unusual, unforeseen event took place that rattled all of that. Like, for example, uh, crazy to think that we might have some sort of natural disaster in these weird times. But hey, you know, with a little bit of cynicism in there, you can see what I'm talking about because we are never free from the external influences, okay, ever. Ever, ever, ever. We're not free from it. It is there. We live in that environment. But to go inside and gather yourself and understand that you can send those arrows out to the, from the internal to the external, and it literally deflects, and not just deflects, but it allows you to enrich your surroundings with your own personal love and light. And as that love and light begins to get brighter and personifies, you'll see that your circle of energy begins to expand. And it expands farther and farther and farther. And as you live in every moment in that idea of gratitude and understanding that you are the space and time of your environment and that whatever it is that you're experiencing is because you created it. And if you're okay with it or not okay with it, then create something different that's going to get you what you really want to be experiencing and then get after that in a way, knowing again that you took the golden nuggets of the past, you're in the present moment, and you're indicating yourself in that present moment towards this future that you can image. And so you image now, you act now, you live now, it is the now. And there's a scripture, and Christ came into this world speaking of things to come to pass as if they already came to pass. So why would you want to go around speaking, I hate my life, I'm going to kill myself, this isn't worth it, okay? No, you're speaking the wrong shishah. You don't want to be speaking all of the negativity. It's too easy. You're better than that. 
speak the greatness until you believe it because somehow you thought this and spoke this till you believed it and it's false okay fear false evidence appearing real don't ever engage yourself in fear again oh there's a big bear in front of me no just be aware okay and then act upon a conscious decision I'm going to re-listen to this podcast because I, I want to be able to expand upon the, the topic matter here in a, in a format that really lends a uh, step one, step two, step three process for people who are really struggling right now in the idea of, of what can I do so I don't keep feeling this way because it's easy for me to say you've got to get hold of your thoughts, words, and actions. But we're going to do this. This is what we're going to do, Alan. Okay, we're going to complete something here. It's called the personal medicine wheel. Okay, this is for all of you out there. Some of you have already come to watch the video on YouTube on the Earth and Spirit Medicine channel of the personal medicine wheel. But that's not even close in a sense. Yes, it's value. It's there. And you can get the PDF so you can print out your own little manual booklet of this. And you can utilize it every single day. Now, but the real key here is to be able to put this in a step one, step two, step three on a small scale basis. People are doing 10 minute ab workouts, okay, whatever, okay. Uh, I'm not trying to say this is a 10 minute sequence daily, but trying to make it in a stepping stone manner that makes it easier for those of you who are going, I don't want to know what to do next. So, Alan, because of my way of living, <laughs> I ask you to to uh, take the reins on that and let's make this happen. Make me show up for the filming. Make me show up for the, the, the format. Make me show up so we can lay this out in a perfect manner of the personal medicine will where people can utilize their willpower and come to a place to live where they're not threatened by whether or not they can expose their true feelings and feel like they're being judged, criticized, and ostracized or whatever it might be. What do you say? What do you think with all that? Uh, of course. Yeah, uh, one thing I wanted to ask, because it just came to my mind, was thinking about the people, a mother, a father that lost a son, a daughter, a friend that lost a friend due to suicide because it seems like sometimes it has a huge impact upon them. I'm just curious to me, it just is, and this is no sales pitch or anything, but what can people do to, if they're in constant worry about them, the person that they lost, Oh my gosh, did they go to hell or they lost, you know, and they're, and they're being affected. What can they do and to me, it's just like they need to reach out. If to someone you. doesn't have, I'm just curious in their box of knowledge of life, an idea to think, you know, as far as a heaven or hell or anything like that, let's say, and someone close to them uh, kills themselves, a child, and then what are they left with to think or feel or 
especially a parent, let's say, because I think that's a good example as far as, you know, what a parent is left with if a child commits suicide. And then sometimes we've seen that perpetuate into the, the parent committing suicide, perhaps, you know, uh, because that's a lot of guilt, maybe, or something like that. So then perhaps people who are in maybe uh, settings or religion or spiritual ways that their systems open up to this maybe possibility of hell or heaven or even a lot of indigenous cultures that when someone would die in I guess whatever way whatever fashion they would always want to sing them into you know the arms of their ancestors so they got home so they would get safely home so that travel from mortality to the immortality in that sense of remembering and being familiar with that new place after you pass here or something. So they would sing them, so they would have the familiarity. I hear my voices, oh, I see the ancestors. So it's coming from both worlds so that they get found and be back home. So I think that, you know, yeah, I can help people for sure, but I think people can do that themselves, see? I think they just put their heart towards Okay, you know, Johnny, you know, um, I know all that went down. Uh, we, we don't know all the reasons, you know, maybe they left a letter, I don't know. But somehow people have to come to a resolve around this idea of, of death in order to free themselves from those levels of guilt. Even like, God, I felt like if my grandmother died, say, in a normal manner, but the week before, I had the thought of going and seeing her, and then she dies, and then I guilt myself for years. I didn't come and see you, Grandma. I had a feeling. No, I don't think that's very healthy, and I don't think that that's what Grandmother would want also. Okay? So if we're in this game of, of ancestry and eternity and infinite and all of this and understanding that this format of life is much more than the flesh, then we can free ourselves from all that guilt-tripping. And then there's those who are in the place where they want to kill themselves. And it's kind of in that same way, you know, as far as getting out of that guilt tripping. But again, you know, uh, I, I think that what, what I said, I, I really do and see more value in creating the time to fine tune this personal medicine wheel in a very structured manner that, that I mean, it's pretty structured right now, but it's a lot of information. I would like to thank you for listening to Inside the Raven's Eye. And if you have a particular topic matter that you would like to hear, please send me a request at insidetheravenseye at gmail.com. Also, make sure to visit earthandspiritmedicine.com and check out the services they provide. You have been listening to Coyote Thunderhawk in Conversations with a Shaman. I'm your host, Alan Mitchell, and we will see you on the next Inside the Raven's Eye. Much love and God bless.